This episode of the Global Franchise Podcast is brought to you by CarePlus Franchising, a market leader in healthcare and home care staffing solutions across the UK, Europe and Middle East. With master franchisor and multi-unit territory opportunities available, CarePlus has been built to be sustainable, adaptable, durable and profitable within an ever-evolving industry. For more information, visit careplus.com. Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, bringing you timely interviews and essential information each and every week. I'm Kieran McLoon, editor for Global Franchise Magazine. First and foremost, we've all heard about how cookies are going away, which has been a big way to really track people. And again, cookies are really based on intent-based data. Um, we, of course, like to pat ourselves on the back and say we made the right decision. We haven't built a business based on them. But at the end of the day, again, what we really wanted to focus on was finding people who had a, a true lifetime value to a, to a potential company. But more than that, I really get tired of getting bombarded with ads that have no applicability to me whatsoever. Data, predictive analytics, and AI are tech-heavy terms that even the most technophobic entrepreneur simply can't afford to ignore anymore. The future of marketing is in the cloud, and the brands that get on board with this idea first will be the true frontrunners of tomorrow. As such, organizations like Boodle AI have been in fierce demand recently thanks to their powerful tools that turn customer data into actionable impact. Boodle AI's founders France Hong and Sean Olds initially founded the company to assist the non-profit space in finding more donors for worthy causes, but soon recognized the power of their AI platform. Today, they work with franchise brands too, in order to assist them with boosting their customer base and growing their brand. But as insiders may know, the world of digital marketing and AI is changing in a big way. Google's announcement that it would phase out third-party cookies as of 2022 has marketers scrambling to catch up. To understand how this shift will impact business owners and franchise professionals alike, we sat down with Sean Olds to talk all things artificial intelligence. As you know from my bio, I started in the military at the United States Military Academy and I studied computer science there. Um, to be fair, though, I have a very good development team because all the languages I programmed in back then, they now teach in the history of computers class. But <laughs> it at least gave me a foundation for what we were going to do going forward. Um, and then, of course, graduating from West Point, I went into the military and um, we learned some amazing leadership skills um, from both you know, amazing leaders as, as well as bad leaders, as one does. But I, everything I've seen in working in the franchise space, leadership is, is absolutely tantamount to, to be able to move the, the organization forward. When I got out of the military, I went into the startup space, uh, kind of fell into it in the late 90s in the dot-com boom um, and had a, a series of wonderful experiences. And for the most part, my career has been focused on um, working with nonprofit, I'm sorry, with uh, startups, um, with the exception of after September 11th, I, re- I returned for a brief period of time, as did my co-founder to work for the government and spent some time in Southwest Asia doing counterterrorism work. But as soon as I was done with that, went back into the startup community. And so that's the steps that led to eventually the founding of Boodle. I mentioned a minute ago my work with nonprofits because that was the genesis of Boodle. My co-founder and I had both worked along with everything we've done professionally, spent 25 years serving on nonprofit board. And I like to say that he and I are basically just lazy. And uh, we'd had a lot of frustration trying to raise money for nonprofits. And we knew we were going to be raising money for the next 30 or 40 years. And we wanted it to be easy. 
And that was the, the what, what really kicked off the, the start for Boodle. Um, I'd like to talk to you, Sean, a little more about kind of that transition or not transition, broadening from nonprofits to franchising in a moment. But before we get to that, for some of our audience who maybe aren't familiar with Boodle AI, could you walk me through some of the kind of the services that you offer for clients with regards to AI to create these insights and predictions that they can then use? Absolutely. At its core, what Boodle does is help organizations find their best customers. And when I say their best customers, it's the people who are going to stay with them for a lifetime. So there are a lot of predictive analytics companies out there, but what a lot most predictive analytics companies focus on tends to be what we call intent-based data. So they look at what websites was Kieran on, how long was he visiting them, what did he tweet, what did he like on Facebook, which are all very good data points at telling us whether Kieran's going to make a buying uh, in the next 24, 48 hours, 72 hours. What we decided at the outset of building Boodle was we wanted our predictive analytics engine to look for people who had an actual affinity for a product. And in doing so, help you find lifetime customers. The adage that it's much cheaper to retain a customer than it is to obtain a customer. And so we wanted to help organizations find their best lifetime customers. And that's what we've done. And um, of course, as you mentioned, you mainly began working with these nonprofit organizations and have now recently expanded into the franchising space. Um, I was curious, Sean, what kind of led to that expansion and whether you find any similarities in working with those two kind of entities? Sure. So we, when France and I, both being entrepreneurs, started to put the business together, we knew that whatever we did, if we wanted to build a scalable business, we had to build a tech stack that could be easily ported into the commercial space. We just anticipated it would be a few years before we made that move. Both France and I have done investments along the way in companies. And one of the killers for any entrepreneur is to tell you that he has no competition. When we looked at the nonprofit space, though, when we started in 2016, we truly had no competition. And so we thought we would capitalize on that before entering the commercial realm where there was. Ironically, within six months of, of working with nonprofits, one of the board members for one of the nonprofits we worked with saw what we did for his nonprofit in 30 days. And he looked and says, if you can do that, you could do that for my sales team. And we quickly got pulled into our first commercial client. And we actually ended our first year of sales with 80% of our clients being nonprofits and 60% of our revenue coming from commercial. So it's it's something that was kind of a, a natural transition we got pulled into much sooner than we expected, but was something we had always planned for. Yeah, that's always the best case scenario, isn't it? When people come to you and say, we want you to do this, you don't have to even sell yourself really to them. Absolutely. And as, as an entrepreneur, one of the things you enjoy the most is when your clients start to teach you how to use your own platform. Right. Um, and that's what we found in both the nonprofit and the commercial space. We have you know very uh, people with a lot of ingenuity and they hop on the platform. They're like, oh, well, can I do this? And France and I kind of both look and go, well, yes, you could actually. And, and you find another wonderful use. That's really great to hear. And um, I'm sure the results from your clients kind of speak for themselves. But for people who maybe aren't aware, um, why is this kind of data capture and predictive analysis so important for the future growth of an organization, whether that's a, a franchise business, a, a nonprofit organization or another kind of business? There's a variety of reasons. I mean, first and foremost, we've all heard about how cookies are going away, which has been a big way to really track people. And again, cookies are really based on intent based data. Um, that's why we, and we didn't foresee the, the, the fact that cookies would go away. We thought they were with us for a while. Um, we of course like to pat ourselves on the back and say, we made the right decision. We haven't built a business based on them, but at the end of the day, again, what we really wanted to focus on was finding people who had a, a true lifetime value to a, to a potential company 
But more than that, I, I don't, I'm sure you're in the same boat. I really get tired of getting bombarded with ads that have no applicability to me whatsoever. You know, I will get sent a link by my sister on a great spa she visited. And I'll click on the spa just, you know, to see where she went. And it's a wonderful women's spa off someplace. And then for the next 30 days, I'm getting hit up with ads for women's spas, <laughs> which have no applicability to me whatsoever. Sure. And so what we see is leveraging data about the individual and being able to deliver to them ads that are actually pertinent and also delivering ads that speak to what they're most interested in. So there are, as an example, we were talking with a provider of healthcare products, fitness products. Well, now there are some people you're going to appeal to because they're out of shape, they're overweight, they need to lose weight. There are other people who are just naturally fitness and, and that's what they want to do. They want to keep a healthy lifestyle. If you send an ad about weight loss to an already fit person, you've lost them. That's not what they're looking for. They're looking for the, the product that is really geared towards their, their stereotype of an individual who wants to continue a healthy lifestyle and maybe heighten it a little bit. And that's what data allows you to do to really dig into who the individual is and what their cohort of others like them look like. Yeah, um, I think that that's something that, you know, a lot of people would be able to breathe a sigh of relief hearing is because like yourself, I can completely empathize with getting those unrelated adverts. And sometimes if it's from a brand, it completely puts you off any kind of future interaction with that brand because you feel like you're just a statistic rather than someone that they value as a consumer. So I can definitely see the benefit of that. Um, and now you're working in the franchising space, Sean, Are your tools used for primarily B2C purposes, so that consumer acquisition, or could they also potentially be angled at franchisee recruitment and developing a franchisor's network? We are actually in talks right now with a few franchisors who want to use it for that purpose. Okay. Right? Because it, what what's, what's the biggest hurt for them is they bring someone in who's just not a good franchisee. So if you've got someone, if you've got a cohort of franchisees who you want more of, we can model on those, looking at, at the, the way we work. And, and what we do is we bring in, with just a name and an email address on the individual, we bring in over 1,200 different data points about these individuals. And again, these are all kind of affinity-based data points about them from third, party, uh, third parties we're able to collect from. And we look at it over a decade. So you're not just looking at what's happened with this individual in the past six months, but who is this individual and who is this cohort of individuals over the past 10 years. And now what a franchisor then can do is look at, all right, I've got 100 prospects of potential franchisees. Who amongst them looks the most like my current franchisees? Because those are the people I want to target. Now, what we always say, though, is AI is not going to take over the world. You talk about AI, most people picture a, a, a steely robot with red eyes coming at them. And, and we tell them at the end of the day, it's the human machine team that's the most powerful. The human can't do the analysis and go through all the data that a machine can do, but the machine doesn't have that gut intuition. And at the end of the day, a successful franchisor needs to take the feedback it gets from the machine, but it's going to need to use its own intuition. We talked at the, the outset about leadership, its own leadership, to really make that final decision on who's going to be the right person. But if it can help narrow down, if the individual, if the franchisor has narrowed down to a subset of people and says, I want to figure out who's going to be the best, this can be that additive that will really help them narrow in on who are going to be the most successful franchisees they can bring into their business. The clock is now ticking, counting down to the Global Franchise Awards 2022. If you'd like to nominate your industry-leading brand to be in with the chance of taking home the industry's most coveted trophy, then make sure to enter before the deadline of January 20th, 2022. 
For more information and to enter today, head over to globalfranchise.com forward slash awards. Um, you mentioned a second ago, Sean, about, of course, the death of the third party cookie, which is something that a lot of people in these spaces are speaking about at the moment. Um, with Google announcing, I think they're phasing out next year in 2022. Um, would you say then that Boodle AI is something of a replacement for kind of the work that third party cookies do for brands nowadays? Or does the software occupy a different space or fulfill a different kind of requirement for its clients? We were actually trying to replace cookies before cookies were, were going away. Um, as I said at the outset, we just didn't think cookies gave the best information. People hop onto websites, they look at things for a variety of different reasons, and it may not be centered around the fact that they're actually interested in, in what is there. And so what we've always wanted to do was find people who were geared towards the product that they were, they were actually looking for and bring them in. So we definitely are picking up a number of clients who are saying we've lost cookies, we've lost the ability, they've also lost pixels. So both Google and Facebook have the had the ability to do conversion tracing through pixels. Um, they are losing that ability and we're picking up clients who are very interested in what we can do because without pixels, because our clients understand that every new customer who comes in the door is a positive training data point for their algorithm. True machine learning is not about building a model and then giving it to you and walking away. It's about constantly updating that model with positive and negative training data so that it gets stronger. So our clients are very studious about getting us all of their new customers, which we use to update the algorithm. But because we know every customer that's coming in, as we do outbound for them and help them with acquisition, we can do a near perfect conversion matchback for them without using any pixels. Okay. And once um, you've kind of, if we talk a little more about the the client uh, experience side of things, once you've provided that extensive data set based off of their existing customers, um, how is that then actioned? Are you directly involved in that process or is it more that you present your clients with the information and then they can kind of choose to do with uh, what they'd like with that? It's both. So our, our customers will use our data to help drive their creative. Um, one of the big things I, I'll come back to people ask, what's our big difference between Facebook and Google, Facebook and Google, when they build you a model and their models are very strong, they're very good, but they're their models. As a customer, you don't get to see anything about that model on our platform. Your model is your model. So when I tell you, told you we bring in 1400 data points, no model in the world actually uses all 1400 data points. Every cohort of data is going to use different data points. And so what we actually do is we do a feature extraction to let you know, hey, for your best customers who will spend $100 a month, this is the, the 18 features that were most relevant to that model. But for people who are your higher end customers, here are the 22 different features that were most important there. And what a lot of our customers will do is then use that information to drive the creative that they're sending out to those individuals. Um, other times though, if people wanna use us for acquisition, um, we've partnered with companies that do IP household targeting. And so what we're able to do is if we identify a group of people that you would like to go after and say a specific geography, we're able then to place ads directly into their household. So every time they open up their ESPN web browser or their news web browser, instead of getting some extraneous ad, they're getting an ad pertinent to your business that resonates with them because they look the most like your best customers. Right. So Boodle AI kind of has the capacity to be as hands-on or hands-off as a client kind of requires. Absolutely. 
Um, and my my final question for you, Sean, is just kind of based off everything that we've spoken about today. Um, looking ahead, what do you think are going to be some of the the biggest tech trends in specifically this data and AI space in the the coming five years that um, franchise brands would do well to, if not completely incorporate at the moment, at least be aware of and keep tabs on so that they can plan for that future? With a very biased answer, of course, I, I, I think data about customers is going to be very important. Right. You know, we all have either a CRM or a system of record. Um, the reality of the system of record is going to become a system of intelligence. It is it is a gold mine. Um, a lot of people are sitting on data. I equate it a lot to solar power. The sun's been beating down on the, on the rock we call Earth for billions of years. Um, and it's only the past 100 years that we've really started to use solar power. Companies have been sitting on data for decades and have only kind of scratched the surface on what's in there. And so the leveraging of machine learning and AI is going to allow them to really dig in and find out more about their customers and how to reach those customers, not just in the creative and the message that they send to them, but the medium by which they do it. Um, We see customers all the time that are now segmenting out their their customer base on people who are going to send email to, people who they're going to send text messages to, people who they're going to solicit via social, because everybody, everybody responds differently. And so it's making sure that you not only have the right message, but you're delivering it the right medium. The other areas I think that are that are interesting outside of just looking at the customers, um, I'm fascinated by the idea. Maybe it's because I'm a really bad driver, but of, of self-driving vehicles. Right. Um, you know, the other day I ordered on on DoorDash, and the option popped up: Do I want my DoorDash driver to drop by 7-Eleven? Now, 7-Eleven's kind of a they're they're a tertiary thing at that point. They're they're getting picked up. Franchisors and franchisees would would you know benefit a great deal if they can figure out how to use that and at a low cost. Uber is very expensive right now because there's a human being sitting in the seat they have to pay. When Uber doesn't have to pay that anymore because we're, we're on a, a, a vehicle system of, of self-driving cars, it becomes much less expensive. And individuals who want to make sure that people can get their goods um, in a timely manner, Amazon has spoiled us all. I can, in some places of the country, order online in the morning and have my delivery that afternoon. So people don't want to wait. And if franchisees really want to get their product out there quickly, the the self-driving vehicle, which is all based on AI, is going to be a very powerful tool for them to be able to reach out to people without the the burden of of big overhead. Yeah, that's a really fascinating future, actually, the idea of having a self-driving vehicle that you can almost, the customer can program to say, I want to go to my favorite fast food place, then go to the convenience store, then go to somewhere else, then come to me. It's like, it, it really is when you explain it like that doesn't seem like that far of a, a future at all considering what we have nowadays absolutely 10 years ago it would have seemed like science fiction but but today it, you're right it, it seems like it could be around the corner next year if we wanted it <laughs> well that's uh that's a really futuristic uh, note to end on well thank you very much for your time today sean it's been great catching up with you and uh, looking forward to seeing what's next from boodle ai as we move into the new year karen thanks so much for having me i appreciate the time It's always very exciting to speak with experts in the AI and tech space like Sean, who aren't afraid to speculate about what the future of franchising technology could look like. For years, we've recognized the importance of consumer data when it comes to growing a brand, but it's now paramount that brands utilize this data in an effective and efficient manner. It'll also be exciting to see how software like that provided by Boodle AI can have an impact on franchisee recruitment. Ultimately, profiling the perfect franchisee isn't entirely dissimilar from profiling your customers, so it makes sense that this is something that clients have come to Sean about to learn more. We'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this. 
Do you currently use AI in your franchise recruitment? And what have the results been for the growth of your brand? Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.